You're listening to A Step Forward, Lucky, episode number 13. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for orientation and mobility specialists. I'm your host, Cassie Maloney. Orientation and mobility specialists are changing the way that people with visual impairments view themselves, view their world, and are able to travel in the most independent way possible. Join me every week for simple how-to strategies and inspiring conversations that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. If you're ready, we're about to rock and roll. Let's take a step forward. What's up, party people? Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be talking about success without resolutions. I'm going to share with you how I create the life that I want to lead and how you can too without feeling so bogged down with resolutions that 92, I think, percent of people end up failing at anyway. It's the beginning of the year or the end of 2019 rather, and there's a lot going on. I mean, isn't there? So we've got December 2019 happening right now. And you're probably seeing a lot of messages on social media and other places in the media to make this you know, the best part of your year. You have to kick it up a notch. You have to finish strong. And we have so much going on. And not only that, but we've got the beginning of 2020 coming up. And the beginning of 2020 marks the beginning of not only a new year, but a new decade. I mean, let's not talk about the pressure there. That's a lot. We have to be our best selves for this brand new decade. We have to YOLO. You only live once. You have to just live full out. And I'm not saying not to. I'm just saying that the messaging around this topic can feel really overwhelming. And sometimes we might just still be in the like, I just want to get through it stage of the holidays. Are you with me? I remember. This is probably why I'm feeling this way right now, but I remember my boss, however many years back, it was a while ago, sitting down with me at the end of the school year and we were planning my professional goals for the next year. And she asked what I wanted to be able to do at the end of the following year. And I remember looking at her and I was so honest. And I said, I just want to get through it. I think that year had been like a really hard year. So to pick myself back up without having a break, and I was like in the thick of the end of the school year, which, you know, is so crazy. I just remember being so honest with her that like, this is a lot right now. Can I just get through next year? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did more than just get through it. But sometimes just taking the pressure off and sometimes just allowing ourselves to not feel so much like we always have to be on our A game and we always have to be setting brand new goals and we always have to be reaching and striving and like doing this uphill battle for what we want. Sometimes it feels better to do things in a way that will allow us to reach that success without the stress and the struggle and the hustle and Keep going, keep working, keep giving, keep, 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 more, 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 more. And while we are so lucky as O&M specialists that we get two of these beautiful times of year where we get to really assess what we want for the upcoming 
year, for the upcoming season. It's beautiful. And I'm not at all saying don't do it. But the method that I'm going to share with you might give you a little bit more clarity on what goals to set that will actually make you happy and not feel so much like you're just going up a hill or you're just going with the crowd because what you want is probably different from what other people want. (laughs) There are so many people in the world. We can't all want the same things, no matter what the media says. So are you ready? Because this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm feeling so sassy today. And I'm going to be 100% straightforward with you on my views of how I do things and also some of the mistakes that I see a lot of people making just in the world in general. Ready? Okay, let's go to it. So success. Before we can even really dive into what goals to make for the new year, or even for the decade if you want to go that far, we have to think about what success actually looks like for us. And before we even go further into that topic, I'd like to open a conversation here about this one part of a subject. And after that, within this conversation, as you're listening, I'm just going to keep rolling with it, assuming that you understand and that it is part of your practice as well because it's very important that you start to do this first before you can even start to really make goals for yourself and it doesn't have to be really big at first but you'll start to notice hopefully teeny tiny little areas that you can always get better and i'll share some examples within myself So this concept that we need to talk about first is radical responsibility. Taking 100% responsibility for every single aspect of your life, no matter who did it. Again, radical responsibility, taking 100% responsibility of your life. Because in some way, you have chosen to act or react to things in a way that has put you in this spot right now. Now, a lot of people, when they hear stuff like that, will talk about cancer or, you know, in the United States right now, we're having a lot of issues with mass murders and shootings or just people doing horrendous things. And when we dive really far deep into that aspect, we come up against like this spirituality conversation. And we're not going to go there. You and I can have that conversation in DMs. I'm happy to chat with you over email about things like that. But in a public forum, I'm not going to go there. Here, what we're talking about is taking radical responsibility for your actions and your reactions to every single thing. And a lot of times we have these thoughts that we don't know that we're having that cause us to act and react in different ways that we don't even realize we are doing. Everybody does it. I do it. Everybody does it. And when you start to really take a look at every single aspect of your life and take responsibility, for one, it might feel very exciting. Or before you get to the exciting part, it might feel really not good because there's nobody else to blame. Your husband, your wife, they didn't do anything to you. 
Your student, they didn't do anything to you. Your boss, they didn't do anything to you. The bureaucracy, the paperwork, the streetlight, the construction that was on the street, like that isn't them. That is on you to take the responsibility for. And when we can start to really look at our own lives and feel 100% responsible for every single thing in our lives, it's a game changer. It like makes you look at how you act in every aspect. So I'll give you an example that just happened yesterday. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even know. I didn't even think that I was acting this way or that I was having these feelings. So every single time that I have ever pumped gas in my driving existence, which is now over half of my life, at least once a week, if not multiple times a week, every single time I have pumped gas, I have been scared. Like to my core, freaking out, internally scared. I have avoided getting gas so many times. I'm the type of person that will drive their car on empty for days. And I just thought that's the type of person I was. Like, there are two types of people. My husband gets gas at half a tank every time. And I'm like, well, dude, you've got like, you've got, you've got a long time to go. Or sometimes he'll be like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to make it like literally across town because I only have half a tank or I only have a quarter of a tank. And I'm like, well, you're fine. I have driven your car on empty for days. It's cool. Don't worry. But I have never run out of gas, which is good because that definitely could have been a possibility with the cars that I've had. <laughs> They've not been great. But I just thought this was a part of me and who I am and like how I roll. And I'm super type A. You guys have seen my calendar. Like no minute goes unaccounted for. And I will color code the living life out of anything. But in this area, I didn't know until I knew yesterday. Right. You don't know until you know. You can't do better until you know better. And I realized yesterday as I was getting gas, like, oh my God, I've been scared every single time that I've gotten gas. And I thought about why. And I grew up in South Florida. My parents love watching the news. They think it's very important. And I'm sure that there are things that I saw on the news. Like, like my specific fears are literally, like, I could be getting gas. Yesterday I was getting gas at 4.35 p.m. My kids in the car, we were on our way home from a park in a nice little suburban area. Cute little park, fine area. Still scared. Like, almost shaking to my bones. I was scared someone was going to chop off my feet. I was scared that someone was going to steal my purse. I was scared that, I mean, I was just looking at everybody at that gas station like they were out to get me. And there's no reason for it. Nothing has ever happened to me at a gas station, but I've had this fear. Now, the moment that I could think about that, then I could take 100% responsibility for how I was feeling and how I'm acting and like, I don't need to lock my kids in the car with the windows barely cracked. I could leave the door open. Like nothing has happened ever. But I was brought up with all these images. I had a friend who had some negative things happen at a gas station when I was 13. I think she was like 26. And every time we would pass by that specific gas station from the time I was 13, I mean, even when I go back home right now, I think about it. But from the time I was 13 to the time I was 18 when I moved away and then now. I guess recently when I've gone back, I still think about 
what happened to her at that gas station. And I've been really scared. Now that I can take full responsibility for it, I can change how I feel and I can change how I act. And even though this example was pretty small, it's still an example of how I am showing up in the world, how I'm showing up for my kids in that moment. Because everything that happens to me is my responsibility. This is my life. So that's just an example. Are there areas in your life where you can start to take radical responsibility? And maybe the responsibility isn't to change other people, but maybe it's just how you show up. We'll get into more of that in just a sec. So in order to create success without setting ridiculous resolutions, we're going to go through a little exercise that I do almost daily, if I'm being honest, and it has changed the way that I live my life. And we'll talk about some of the things that I do on more spread out basis, more sporadic rather than daily. But if you are driving or doing other things, feel free to listen to this and then come back to it and re-listen to this part when you are in a quiet area and you can actually think to yourself. So here's what you're going to do. The first part of this is called the Mount Everest exercise. It's something that I learned from one of my mentors, James Wedmore. And this is something that I think about every day when I'm about to do work or when I'm about to think about who I need to be to show up in the world. Or when I'm trying to figure out what I need to do in order to make my goals happen. Because it's one thing to write goals, but it's another thing to actually make them happen. And sometimes there's a huge disconnect. Like, I have a goal for losing 10 pounds. Okay, and now what? Now I'm going to go to the gym. Okay, great. And what? How is that going to look? So you're going to come to a comfortable seated position. My yoga brain wants to tell you. Make sure you're in a quiet place and make sure that you've got about 10 minutes just to really think. I would grab a journal. I would grab a notebook. And you're taking this time to be the architect in your life. You're going to envision what you want and you're going to imagine how it's going to be built. So take this time because it is really important. And then later you can go and be the builder of your life then you can go do the things that you need to do in order to make those successes happen. So you're going to pick one area of your life. It doesn't have to be work right now. It can be any area. And you're going to think about this thing. What do you want? If you could have anything in the world, I mean anything, what is it that you would want? Go ahead and write it down. Now, if you are coming up with the reasons why you don't have it or why you can't have it or why it's not possible for you. Go ahead and write those down like maybe on the right side of your paper or on another piece of paper because those thoughts are good. You don't need to necessarily dismiss them. If you feel the need to pull them up, you can look at them. Now, if those thoughts have come up, what you're going to do is look at those negative Nancy thoughts Those thoughts that say, I can't have this because, or I will never have that, or I don't deserve this. And what you're going to do is ask yourself two questions. The first one being, 
is this 100% true? For each one of those, is this 100% true? And then what I want you to do is find what's called a counterexample. And that just means, is there nobody in the world who has this? So for example, I have this house on Zillow that I love. Y'all, it's like $10 million, okay? It's also in a part of Florida that my husband, the father of my children, has said he would never move to, right? So I'm not actually attached to this house. I just love different components of it. And if I did feel like I really want that house, like I want to live in this house, for me, I've already told you why I can't have it, right? A, it's $10 million, not on my pay scale at the moment. And B, it's in Florida, which my husband has already said he would never move to. Okay. So for those two reasons why I can't have that, I would look at, is this true? Can I not afford this? Like, is this 100% true? And will it always be 100% true? To be honest, I don't know. Will I never be able to afford a $10 million house? It is whatever I tell myself. And then can nobody afford a $10 million house? Well, obviously people can afford it because they live there. Somebody lives there. It's on Zillow. It's built. And then to the next one, my husband will never move there. Is this true? And then your brain will probably want to keep it and say, yes, this is, right? I'm just going to try to release that. And the whole point isn't just to make yourself right. The whole point is to challenge your thoughts. Is this 100% true? Well, it is for right now. That's what he said. And has nobody's husband ever changed their mind about where they wanted to live? Like, I can probably pull up an example of somebody in the world whose husband has changed their mind about where they want to live. So those ideas, you can just debunk them. Or if it feels better just to leave them, then just leave them. The whole point here is to feel good. Okay? So now that you've imagined what it is you want, imagine it in detail, exactly what it is that you want, how it's going to feel when you have that. Think about what's around you when that exact moment that you realize that you have it Sometimes in this case, I like to set the intention for it to happen in 90 days. It seems far enough out that like I could get it, but not so far that I have to like start doing things about it right now. Or maybe you could even choose a year. The timeline for this doesn't necessarily matter. So you're feeling it. How does it feel? Like what clothes are you wearing? What's on the ground beneath you? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is the sun out? Is it raining? Are you eating something? What can you hear? What time of day is it? Who is with you? Now, anytime that your mind starts to think about, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true, just let it be. You've already done that work a little bit. Just let it be for now. You can write those thoughts down and you can question them later. And your intention in questioning them is not to prove yourself right and then to sit there in despair, but it's to see how can I make this possible? Not to say, oh no, there's a reason why, so therefore I can't. But how can I? How can this be possible? Because you can do anything. I could live in a $10 million house. You could live wherever you want. You could have whatever you want. 
You could act however you want. Now, in this moment, you have the exact thing that you want, and it feels so good, right? If you are not physically jumping for joy, feel free to do that. Like you have this thing, it's amazing. Now, what you're gonna do is in that moment, you're still in that movie, like you are in it. I want you to look back and think about what did you do to get there? You're gonna think about what did you do to get there? So if you have a goal that's 90 days out, think about what you did. Like in January, I signed up for a gym. In February, I bought new running shoes. In March, I downloaded Couch to 5K, whatever it's called. And then I did it. Whatever this is for you. So just write all of those down. Pause this as much as you need to. And now here's the kicker. What did you have to give up? Did you have to give up being a perfectionist? Did you have to give up being right all the time? Did you have to give up the beliefs that you wrote down on the other side of the paper that are preventing you from having this? What did you have to give up? Now those, my friend, are your action items. Now you have a list of things to do. Now we could talk about smart goals. You know, they have to be specific. They have to be measurable, actionable, relatable, reachable, whatever, time sensitive. You can write your own IEP goals for yourself. I do it all the time. But having these like goals out there doesn't necessarily bring it back down to every day. What are you going to do every single day? So I'll just give you an example that works really well in typical American culture around this time of year, because a lot of people are saying, I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, for one, do you actually want to lose weight? That's a whole other question. Or is it just like the time to do it? And I'm using air quotes, but let's say like, yes, I do. I actually want to lose weight and I want to keep it off. Okay. So maybe when you sat down, your ideas were to join a gym, your ideas were to get new shoes, your ideas were to join a running group. And then if you keep thinking about it, you'll have to realize like your day, what is that going to look like? Oh, it means I'll have to get up earlier. That means I have to go to bed earlier. Those, my friend, those small action items every single day, that will get you to your goal. You don't have to set a resolution. You just have to set small habits every day. Doesn't have to be monumental. Doesn't have to be perfect. It's just tiny habits. And here's another one that comes from my personal vault that I do, you know, when I feel like, like life is out of whack. And this is something that I learned from another mentor years ago is to create the perfect week for myself. Now, for me, that is a goal to have a perfect week. Now, a perfect week is. When I look at a calendar, like a week calendar, and I am in full control of my time, I decide when I want to wake up, I decide when I want to go to bed, I decide how I want to run my life. Because in my perspective, time is the most valuable resource. I don't usually set goals for money. I don't usually set goals for, I don't know, other things in life, right? Because at least with money, you know 
that you can always make more. You can become an Uber driver. You can work for Instacart. You can work from home in your spare time as a virtual assistant. Our VA here in the United States, she gets to work during the hours that work for her. And she gets to have a lot of say in her tasks. And we get to pay a good portion of her bills. I'm like, I love that. And that's possible for you too. Like you can always make money. There are actually 1,700 new millionaires created every day, I think. Like that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But it just brings us back to the point that you can't make more time. So one of my goals when I'm feeling like things are out of whack or even going into 2020 is to have my life look the way I want it to look. And that I do with my time. So what I do is I'll create a perfect week and I just know that that's what I'm going for. So when I sit down and I do the Mount Everest exercise that you just did, I might think about what my week looks like. Like how does it feel when I get my kids from school and I am not so exhausted from working a 10-hour day, right? Like I need to make sure that I only work eight hours in a day. I mean, it seems fair and possible but it doesn't always happen. So that's something to work towards. For me, that's a goal. Some of my action items, when I think about my perfect week in the past, when I first did this, I had grocery shopping on there. My mentor asked like, oh, do you actually want to go grocery shopping every week? And I said, oh yes, I love it. I love it. But when I really take radical responsibility for my life personally, no, I don't love grocery shopping. Not with two kids by myself. You don't know how heavy those little car carts are? They are heavy. Like, I want to come home and take a nap after I go grocery shopping with my kids. There's just so much going on. Whatever, we could get into all that. So I had to take radical responsibility and say, you know what? No, I don't want to go grocery shopping anymore. I would rather get cheaper foods. I would rather get less food and spend that money on delivery. And now that's what we do. I take complete responsibility for the fact that, you know, there's no Parmesan cheese in our diet. There's no extras in our groceries. And that's okay with me because I know that on Saturday mornings, I don't want to go grocery shopping. I also had to do things like make a grocery list or in the mornings, I want to have some quiet time before the house wakes up and goes crazy. And so I know that I need to get to bed earlier, which then in our life means that I need to find other ways and other times to see my husband. We've always had opposite schedules, not a big deal, but that's just one of the things I had to do. So all those little things, those are action items. And it feels so much easier to accomplish those small action items than it does to set this resolution or create a word for the year or have some goal that is ultimately unattainable because I haven't really figured out A, if I really want it, or B, how I'm going to get there. So I hope that you take this into consideration. I would love, love, love to hear your goals, how you are going to become successful in whatever area you want to become successful in without having to set a ridiculous resolution. All right, friends, catch up with me on the Instagram. My personal Instagram is at Cassie Maloney, 
It's instagram.com forward slash Cassie, K-A-S-S-Y, Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y. Also on Facebook at Allied Independence. And if you haven't already, please come on by and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps people know that we exist. I'm so thankful for you, and I hope you have a great start to your 2020.